What is going on and welcome to the Power of Progression podcast. I'm your host, John Marone. Thank you very much for joining us on today's episode. And please do not forget to like, subscribe, follow the podcast, write a review, and then share it out to anybody who can take the value from today's episode and put it into their life. But now it is time to help you design the life you've always wanted to live, creating the ultimate version of yourself, and jump into the episode. So let's get it popping. Welcome back to another episode of The Power of Progression. I cannot wait to introduce my guest today. His name is Todd Abrams, and Todd is recognized as a hands-on entrepreneur with a strong problem-solving leadership and collaborative style who can initiate change and implement new processes in challenging environments. Now, look, he was named a lumpy in middle school, maybe through high school. I don't know. We'll find out. But he went from being named a lumpy to being an IFBB Pro Men's Physique competitor, the founder of two companies that went from startup to acquisition, and now the CEO of Icon Meals. Todd oversees the direction of the company, delivers strategy for growth and profitability, and executes on this plan. He also manages the sales and marketing function of the company with a focus on building Icon's brand with a variety of marketing and strategic partners. Doesn't stop there because Todd is a husband and a full-time father of three. Not only has he been in the fitness industry for many, many years, but he lives it daily, guys. He has a unique understanding of how the body works, how various foods, diets, and training programs have an overall, overall effectiveness on how you perform in your business at a high level. And he is here to help you build a lifestyle of healthy living with your mental and physical game. So Todd, what is going on, brother? How are you doing? Doing great, John. Thanks for uh, having me on the podcast. Uh, appreciate and grateful for Absolutely. the opportunity. It's my pleasure, man. I'm excited to introduce everybody to you. Um, you and I actually, we, we, we did a gym session with Michael Reese and uh, there's a few others out there. And, um, you know, when, when I saw you um, at the gym, you know, I realized that there's something different about you. Um, and that was, you just go, man. Like the Energizer Bunny, you just, and I was like, that's, that's the, the ideal mentality people need to have because I know it just wasn't in the gym. You're the Energizer Bunny. I'm. This is in business. Um, and if people follow you on Instagram, they know what I'm talking about. So let's dive in, man. And, and let's kind of get down to what I brought up in the beginning of the intro. Now, I definitely want to talk about the acquisitions and icon meals, but let's kind of go back a little bit further to that nickname, Lumpy. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about like, what was your life growing up, and, and were you always a little overweight? Did it happen because of a certain reason? Kind of dive a little deeper into that. Yeah, um, got the nickname Lumpy, I guess, in uh, later middle school and in through high school, all through high school, pretty much. Um, loved food, just uh, had, I wouldn't say a real good understanding of uh, how the body works, different things, right? It just, again, took in a lot of different food, enjoyed food. Um, from, from my parents' standpoint, stuff grew up. Um, I'll call it middle class, had a good upbringing and stuff, but again, just, I enjoyed to eat, right? So from that standpoint, um, carried quite a bit extra weight, probably my heaviest was uh, about 250, 255. Um, grew up in Canada, played hockey, so that helped a little bit, but I think my mentality was, hey, I was burning a certain amount of calories and I would take a lot more in. So um, those places that I do not frequent anymore were uh, McDonald's and other places helped me to uh, I think achieved that nickname through at high school. So, so you were two fifty five on skates. 
Yeah, it was big boys, six, six, two, six, three, and two fifty on skates. So I'm not going into the corner with you, brother. I'm not. If, if that puck goes into the corner, I'm just. I'm letting you take it. I'm telling you right now, at, yeah. at two fifty-five, it's like a Mack truck coming full speed, man. Yeah, big boy on skates, a little bit overweight. So yeah, but, yeah. That's that's incredible. Okay, awesome. So, um, you know, when 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 you got the name Lumpy, that's because people right now I think are struggling with the the feeling that other people are judging them and, and maybe because they are overweight right and it's kind of putting them into a depression which yep. is making them even more overweight because they're you know creating bad habits off of the, their emotion of you know being depressed like, what, what was going through your mind at that time to to say you know were you feeling bad about yourself were you kind of pointing fingers obviously you were much younger then and you, yeah. you learned through experience but tell me what you're going through at that point i think it's a, a little bit different potentially i'll say um than it is nowadays right i think uh, a lot of the kids nowadays and stuff including like i know just from my kids and stuff i think they're a lot um more on the, the bullied side i grew up in a small town country town in northern canada so again it wasn't um huge population and different things so to me it was i knew i was overweight right i had i'll call it a lot larger clothes and different things and i'll call it had hey uh, early beginnings of if you want to say man boobs or whatever but from that standpoint I was a big kid but again I don't think I really felt bad and down on my life I knew that I wasn't the skinny guy right and it wasn't um, but again in my mind I don't think I was severely overweight so I, it wasn't that I was depressed and enjoyed life didn't enjoy life it was I just knew I had was carrying more than I should be right but I think I thought as well hey I don't think it's really impacting my lifestyle and stuff um, the, the ridicule and different things in the term lumpy was more, it, sure. It was, yeah. Hey, Todd was fat. Right. But rather than saying Todd was fat because Todd was 255 pounds and six, two, you weren't going to call me fat to my face. But from that <laughs> standpoint, I think that's where that lumpy came in. So it was sort of, uh, all in uh, good fun to a certain point, right? Different people I'm sure outside said different things, but again, me being that bigger kid, and I could throw my weight around on, on on skates and different things. So again, I don't think it was picked on in any means by that. Mm -hmm. But um, again, a lot of different things transpired um, when I was nicknamed Lumpy and different things that really, I'll call it, changed the course of my life. So um, I don't know if you get into that, but like from yeah. playing junior hockey. So my goal was to, of course, play hockey in Canada, right? Um, played till I was 18, but uh, also supposed to go to college to play hockey. So I had... Um, money for college to go play hockey prior to going to college when I was 18 years old I, I got a severe mono and I was put in the hospital for uh, 21 days in intensive care and um, sort of life altering because they said as well though part of it is because your lifestyle you are overweight you're not getting enough sleep you're partying etc etc blah 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 that's probably what contributed to it but when I went in that hospital for 21 days it was intensive care I didn't really have a clue what was going on I was out of it long story short um they, at one point, were going to have to do a tracheotomy, et cetera. There was one person only allowed in the room, my mom. So they really didn't know what was going on because it was sort of very severe. But anyways, I lost 42 pounds in 21 days in the hospital. And that was totally life-changing because, one, I lost so much muscle and so many inches and different things. I almost four inches off my waist. when I So I went in with a 38-inch waist. I came out with a 30, whatever, two, 33 inch waist. So it was crazy, but I didn't have enough muscle left to even hardly like stand. It was like, I'd have to sit down in the shower and everything. So my hockey went from being having this dream of, and being called lumpy, right? To basically this kid with hardly no muscle that could hardly stand up 
not even four weeks later, going to school. So um, literally that, that was the one altering big piece that changed my direction because after coming out of that hospital, I was never lumpy again, right? I was the guy with no muscle. So I didn't end up going, I went to the school, but didn't play hockey because I didn't have enough muscle and different muscle mass, et cetera. So I had to rebuild that. I played hockey, but not at that level. Um, and then again, I think from there, that's what really transitioned. So if you want to say, hey, when one door closes, another door opens, there was a lot of different doors that opened after that time. And again, that was a mind sh um, a mindset shift, but it didn't instantly happen, right? There's mm. that mindset shift of, okay, well, now I've got a choice. And again, I didn't know to eat healthy and different things, but throughout that course, as I was putting back on weight, starting to get healthy again, different things. Also, that's when I first really got into the gym. So back when I was 250, I was on sure we'd go to the gym, but then we'd go out and drink, right? And then we'd go out and eat McDonald's. And it wasn't really a lifestyle. After that time, though, when I got into the gym, that was when I started getting into the magazines, the books, right? Um, seeing these guys, seeing the Arnold Schwarzeneggers and, and different people back then, reading the muscle mags and muscle and strength and blah, blah, blah. But that's when that conscious choice, if you want to say made an unconscious decision, because unconsciously I was looking at it saying, hey, I, I don't want to go back being fat, right? I want to have this. I want to have that. And then thinking, how do I do that? So starting to learn more, and I guess it was a good time as well, going to college and university where in Canada university. So I'd see the athletes, right? I'd go in the gym at the school. I'd see the football team or I'd see the rugby team or I'd see still the, some of the hockey team, but again, more of the guys on that football or wrestling team, right? Really throwing down. And then through that met some other people that were in bodybuilding, et cetera. So it was sort of a, if you call it a piece by piece, um, that sort of transition started becoming my passion. Right. And then from that standpoint, that passion led to a little bit more, perseverance right on doing the things necessary so i started training more i started training with some other people that had that knowledge and then i was learning so again different pieces just changed my life at that time and you're talking quite a few years back but um again it's back 1993 whatever 94 um time frame but again when you look at it the biggest shift happened over those 20 years right so i'll say hey i was lumpy up till i'm 20 and then now i'm, I'm 44 but from that standpoint i'm in the best shape of my life ever but it didn't just happen overnight, right? It's that 20 year progression, which was piece by piece by piece on top of one another. And I think that's what a lot of people um, really don't understand. One, that you can change your life at any point, right? It just has to be a decision. So if you are overweight, et cetera, but then also the second big thing is that it doesn't happen overnight. All these, you know, you've been in this industry, so everyone's marketing everything, the magic pills, this and that, know. the quick diet, the gurus, the, the people, right? And I say, look, like, you got to really take a step back and first understand that it is a choice. And then two, look at what blueprint are you going to follow? And I, again, we can get into a lot of different things, but I think um, it all starts with that choice. Yeah, I think that's huge. And, and you said two things there, brother. One is you talked about the magic pill. And I think a lot of coaches out there a lot of uh you know uh whether it's coaches or the, the 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 you know fad diets or the you know the fad you know workout programs whatever it might be people have to realize instant gratification creates long-term regret right mm -hmm. and, and we have to be in this for the long game and in the long game you're gonna endure a lot of pain you're gonna endure a lot of shifts and pivots but you had said one thing that really struck me because it kind of came back to my life where you said you know, you lost weight because of a tragedy, basically, right? Because yep. of an incident that you had no real control over. And because of that, it made you change your mindset. Yep. 
Yep. And now for me, you know, it was, it was jail didn't do it, right? Like being homeless didn't do it. But Hurricane Sandy, when we almost died, that really is what did it. But you had said, like, it, it took many, many months afterwards. I made the shift, so I thought. But, the, like, the decisions I was making still weren't the best. Yeah. But I had a little bit better of an understanding. But those people who are out there who, who I don't want them to wait for, you know, to, to, to get mono to lose weight, right? Yeah. Or for a friend to go ahead and pass away from an overdose and for them to stop doing drugs or whatever the case may be. I think we wait, unfortunately, for this tragic incident to happen to change our life. And for those of people who are listening, what can you tell them of like, like, don't wait anymore? Like, if there's a piece of advice you could tell them to say, you know, don't wait for that tragedy to change your life. I think one of the key things is, in my mind, everyone was born and put on this planet, right? And they have a purpose, okay? And a lot of people talk about the purpose, but you have to know and understand that if you're sitting here today and you're able-bodied, like we talked about before, right? Mm -hmm. Then and you're not where you want to be, or you're not happy with your body, you're not happy with your career, et cetera, you just haven't found that purpose, right? And you have to first understand and make the commitment to yourself. And you talked a minute ago, you said a word, longevity is key to me, right? And everything I do right now is not focused on that magic pill. And I try to like teach other people as well. It's about longevity, longevity for my health. Why? Because that's what my legacy will be for my kids, right? Making that impact. Okay. My business is longevity. It's not about, and so many people just touch on this for a second, come into the business and they think like now you have Instagram, right? And it's like the instant entrepreneurs, right? Everything's going to be your, your millionaire, your 30 millionaires, whatever. Okay. Look like my last business was 14 years, right? And I've been married for 21 years. Okay. So from that standpoint, it's all about longevity, but I think, even tying back into like the relationships and stuff. Everyone wants instant, instant, instant gratification, right? You're not happy with your other half. Then what do you do? Oh, it's time to go get divorced or this and that. But people aren't in it for the long game. And I think circling back when I talk about purpose, right? You have to understand you're on this planet. Okay. You God's given you a gift. You were born, you're put on here. Right? So from that standpoint, it's just like a progression of certain steps through school it's a certain steps, finding that purpose, understanding. And again, you got to realize that you're just not where you want to be yet. So first make that decision. Secondly, then go and say, okay, you got to go seek help. If you can't do it yourself and if you can't believe in yourself enough, then go find someone else that can believe in you, right? And help you to that next step. Again, taking caution with all these gurus out there that are going to instantly change your life, right? Again, it is a process. Okay? It is um, and experience over time in different things, right? And uh, again, it's not going to be just climbing up that hill and you're not going to ever have failure. You're going to have failure, right? You're going to have setbacks in different things and so many times, okay? And I think like even for me, my weight thing, going back to where I was mentally at that time, I was 250 pounds or whatever. Maybe I wasn't always happy, but for me right now, it's a thing where even if I start getting in overweight or whatever right it's like a thing of mentality where i go holy crap like uh, i'm fat even though i'm not right maybe i'm eight to ten percent body fat so again there's a whole bunch of different things that play in but i think just the first step is really realizing that you have a purpose okay second thing is then getting clarity on that what's your vision like what's your vision for life right what do you want out of life and someone says hey i don't know i said that, that, to me that's the worst answer you have to have clarity and you, you need to explore that and find that right and then slowly put those pieces in place because as you un, as you get into that next piece the next piece unravels itself right and it's like i talked about the unconscious mind well 
unconsciously you have a lot of different things you're thinking about, right? And then the conscious thoughts are what often hurts you because it's other people's opinions coming in. So um, again, just and don't listen to everyone out there. Don't listen to all those other voices, right? Like everyone else, the 99% are the, the people that are wrong, right? Like that's the thing where you have to realize, and it's harder to realize like as an individual when you're overweight, you're thinking like, holy crap, I'm, I'm the one that's out of the norm or whatever, right? Or if you're doing something different against the norm, there's so many people to criticize, so many people to give those opinions. But again, it's like, for me, it's, I, I use the phrase blinders on, like my blinders are on and I'm that racehorse, right? Blinders mm-hmm. on, why do they put the blinders on the horse? Because they don't want anyone to see outside, right? And it's, yeah. so, so get that focus, find that purpose. What's your goal? Okay, your goal's to, of course, if you're overweight, not to be overweight. Well, what are those steps? So let's go back and go through those steps. Well, first, you need to eat healthy. Well, why do you need to eat healthy? One, let's just nail it as longevity, right? If if you're, uh, I don't know, mom or dad, okay, whether you're married, not married, whatever, then I say you have a responsibility. So first, it's easy. Like, I'll use certain people that are in my life. I won't name direct names, but, like, I have a hard time because certain people that I love and care about have three children, right? And that, mm-hmm. that individual, okay, um, very much overweight. And I think it's, like, a responsibility, and he has accountability for those kids because one longevity, but then two, it's those kids. I don't want like those kids feeling the way they do where, Hey, dad comes in and he's 300 pounds. Right. And he's the big one. But it's also, like I mentioned before, your kids see everything that you do or don't do and unconsciously are going to set those other steps in motion. So again, find that purpose, find the clarity, slow steps, right? Baby steps help you get there. It doesn't always take that life altering decision. So I man, you, you dug into the why, and I think that's so crucial where people don't understand it because I always say your first why is always a lie, right? And, you know, why do you want to lose weight? Well, you know, I want to lose weight because I want to, you know, look better in the mirror. I want shirts to fit better, whatever it is, but get super, super granular. I always say go three whys deep and, and kind of like you said, I mean, truly visualize like your life if you do not make these changes, right? Are you able to tie your grandkids' shoes? Are you able to truly dance with your daughter at her wedding? Like these things should hurt to where it helps you make better decisions, right? Yeah, I go back and say it's to me, and this is where I get pushback sometimes from people that aren't in their their own business or whatever, but it's, again, I'm pretty, I believe in this. I say, look, if you're here on this earth, right, your responsibility is you're the CEO of your life, okay? Mm -hmm. So as the CEO of your life, okay, you want your life, I'll call it, to be profitable, to be have a purpose, right? To have, uh, to be able to leave your legacy. And if you're running a business, okay, you want every single aspect of that business to run, right? From operations, to finance, to sales, to marketing, to profitability, because from the longevity of the business, you're not going to have that if you're not profitable, right? And then it also goes into, as you're the CEO of a business, you have a responsibility for whether you have 10, whether you have a hundred employees, okay? You have mouths to feed, you have other people, and I love it, like, you know Andy Friselli pretty well, right? Andy Friselli from First Form and stuff. He talks about that. That's a big responsibility for those mouths he feeds, right? It's not just, hey, he can go and, and check out or I can go and check out. I got 100 people in my company, right? And that's the same thing as a parent or even if you're not a parent yet, right? From that standpoint, you're still the CEO of your life. So when people say, hey, like I told you before, oh, life's so hard. Well, it's so freaking hard compared to what, okay? It's your decision, right? And if you're not doing something that you like to do or you have a hard decision to make, then you can alter course and change and take different direction, right? But again, the CEO makes all those decisions. So 
as you're the person driving your life, you understand that no one else is in control. And from that standpoint, even if they say, oh, I'm not a business owner, I'm not a CEO, I work for someone else, they say, you're still the friggin' CEO of your life, okay? If you allow someone else to make choices for you, then it's not my fault, it's your fault, okay? So from that standpoint, again, going back into like personal development books and all that other stuff, again, the CEO is gonna always be learning, right? Always growing, okay? And in your life, those are the same steps that you should be taking, whether you're, like I said, business owner, your employee, whatever else, you want to be the best version of you that you can be. And that ties back to me to physical fitness, to health, right? Because if you're not um, solid and um, like, if you're not healthy, okay, it's affecting every other aspect of your business, whether that be overweight, whether that be maybe some disease or something. But again, you have to make the decision, right? If you just sit there, it's like the dog, okay? You've probably heard the story before. There's this dog sitting there and he's lying on the friggin' porch and we're sitting there talking and this dog's moaning. I'm like, what's going on? Why is the dog moaning? He's like, he's laying on a nail. I'm like, well, why the hell? Why is he not moving? And the guy's like, it only hurts enough for him to moan. Okay. And there's so many people that are just stuck where they are. It's not enough to make them get off their lazy rear end and take the next step just because they're comfortable and that little bit of comfort. Right. But again, as going back, you're the damn CEO, okay? Male, female, whatever, and you have to make those decisions to get you where you wanna be. I absolutely love that, man. That is bombs being dropped. If these people are not taking notes, once again, that's a choice, right? Like, you're the CEO of your life. When you actually think about that, then you start asking yourself the questions that a CEO would ask himself about their business, man, that helps you make better decisions. Is there anything else? We, we said before we got on the call, you know, you are the sum of the choices you make, but what, what is your process? That's one way. I love thinking like you're the CEO of your own life. Like what would that look like if you had to make a better choice? Are there any other things you do uh, that help you make better choices or better decisions? Yeah, I think it goes into a lot for me. I've learned over time. Um, I didn't make always the best choices. Right. And I think that's uh, an element of growth where um, I don't know my life, for me, I wouldn't change it for the world, but again, I've never worked for anyone, okay? So from the standpoint of, I've had my own business pretty much from day one. So talking about risk and stress and different things and people go, I don't know how you do that. Well, again, that's a choice, right? Okay, but it's, it's also allowed me in through different, I, I guess, learning experiences that I've had, it's my habits over time, right? And that's really going back to like, I'll call it my daily rituals or my daily habits, whatever you wanna say, but for me, my day starts about three o'clock every morning, okay? Um, I, I try, so I'll jump forward. So right now I have three kids, a um, little bit different, right? I got sort of space. I got 18, 14, ready for this? Three, okay? So we've got a big <laughs> gap there. So I thought I was out of the uh, out of the nest and then right back in. But again, wouldn't start, change it. I love it. So I, I try to be home at 8 o'clock at night and put the little one to bed, right? At least by then. But again, my day starts at 3 o'clock. So for me, 3 o'clock, everyone's still sleeping. Guys, guys, real quick, guys, it's 3 a.m. Just give you guys yeah, a heads up, yeah. 3 a.m. <laughs> so we, we talked about this before, but again, I find that I'm most productive in the morning, right? Again, for me, trying to get that balance, which there's no such thing as balance, okay, when you're an entrepreneur, when you're a business owner, right? But again, getting up prior to when my family's up, right? I have that time. I go to the gym. I'll knock it. My, my gym for me is my stress relief, right? So I'll go put in my hour to 90 minutes max um, every day, back home, have a routine from excuse me, from that standpoint, then getting at my daughter, getting her ready for school, the kids, et cetera, on. But again, that's my time in the morning, right? So some of the things that I do in the morning, I go through gratitude exercises every single day. What am I grateful for? Because to me, 
again, learning over time, I, I, I appreciate everything that's coming into my life, right? I know that nothing's, I don't take anything for granted, okay? And I, I definitely don't take life for granted because it's too short. I've lost too many friends, too many family members, different things, right? They're all precious to me. So again, I've got a lot to be grateful for. I open my eyes every day, right? The first thing I do when I get out of bed, when my feet hit the floor, literally, is what I'm grateful for that day, right? And then from the standpoint of that, I'll go in. Um, I'm a, a big believer in stuff. So again, have my prayers and different things, right? Um, thank God for what he's put in my life and um, ask, um, I have that session with him, right? Talking to him, okay? And then from that standpoint, again, pretty much pre-workout coffee, whatever, to the gym. My time. My routine, I try not to, I've learned, this is hard for me, okay? Taking this dang phone. Don't touch my phone for the first 30 minutes, okay? So I'm trying to drive to the gym, whatever, get in there. And again, I'm the guy in the gym that people... I don't know, don't like whatever, hoodie on, earphones in, my time, right? I just, again, don't care what I look like, don't whatever, soaked, but again, I'm going to bang it out and get out of there. Um, This just allows me for clarity, right? It allows me to get, I'll call it my mind, right, in the morning, okay? And then being able to set the tone for the day. And again, why don't I touch my phone before? Because I have a business, like I said, right now, Icon Meals that have 100 plus employees, so that gets into different email, gets into different issues, et cetera. If I see anything prior, it's going to get me off my course, right? Off my balance. And again, I don't want to deal with that until I have my mindset where I need to be. So I go home, I can deal with the kids. It just allows me to have like, I'll call it plateau. So if I have different issues at work and stuff, I'm not getting those spikes because I've already got my basis for the day built. Okay. My blueprint, I'm on a solid foundation. That's the foundation's not sand. Nothing's going to take me off course, et cetera. And then I go from there. Why don't I go at night? Because if I say, Hey, I'm going to sleep in and, and go at night, it's, it's never going to happen. Right. I've got other responsibilities, other accountabilities. And that's the big thing as well. For me, it's a bit when I'm being a father, being a husband, I have other people that I can't be selfish for, right? And again, I, I see a lot of people that don't necessarily put that as a priority. And again, I'm not one to, um, to, to make, like to say anything, but from that standpoint, to me, it's important that I do put my wife, I do put my kids ahead of me, right? And again, when I'm with them, that's their time, okay? So from that standpoint, it's not about me. Anyways, I had to learn that, that took a while. So, um, <laughs> But again, after that, then I'm back home with my kids, um, getting them ready and out the door by six o'clock, 6.30, and my day starts. So again, coming into work, blah, 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 we get into everything else. But again, that biggest part of my whole day is my morning ritual, my morning exercise. And again, even if I'm on vacation, holidays, whatever you want to say, and that's not a lot of the time, I could set the alarm for seven o'clock, I could try to sleep in. I'm not going to sleep in. It's just my, my I'm wired that way. And Again, I find rewired yourself that way. That right? is, yeah, it is. But from the standpoint of that, it's that's that's what makes me tick. I love it. I have a few other close, um, I'll say, friends and business partners and stuff, and they're sort of wired that same way. So it's funny because I joke around with them. I'll go into the parking lot of the gym, and the damn bar is still open sometimes at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm pulling in, and there's people leaving the bar. So it's uh, it's an interesting concept. But for me, it's worked well, and um, I just find that uh, it allows it's allowed me to build other success principles on top of that, right? Um, days that I don't go to the gym and that's pretty much few and far between, but on a Saturday I'll wake up sort of same time. Like again, not sleeping in maybe four o'clock, but then I'll read for an hour, hour and a half. I'm a big reader, big believer in that. Um, also my morning at the gym, if I do cardio, I'm getting education in, right? I'm a big reader guy, um, audio on books. So from that standpoint, I'm probably my goal this year is um, I'll try to hit 40 books but again, I'm probably, I think last year, whatever, 25, 30 books, and I'll at least get an hour of audio in there 
still going back. I'm a big believer in actually reading the, the, a hard copy book as well. So again, I'll sit down in the morning, allow myself the, clar the clarity. Um, I'm trying to do some different things, trying to meditate. But again, my personality, I, uh, I'm trying to brother. <laughs> that's one of the hardest things, man, for me. I don't know. I don't know why. So my wife's I, a big yogi, just, and a big yoga person and everything. And I sit there and to try to get 10 minutes on headspace or whatever, it's like the hardest <laughs> thing you can freaking lock me in jail be easier than that. So, but, um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I actually just downloaded headspace. Um, and, and I did it a few times and then, you know, it's, it, I agree, man, but, what I love is your methodology, like the same things you do in the morning are the same things I do and the same things I preach. So my listeners hear this yeah. from me every single time I do a Facebook or Instagram live, every time I you know, do my own sessions or, or, or whatever it might be. And some things that guys, I want you to write down because he said some things. One, something I always talk about, take an hour to yourself to give eight to 12 hours to, to give everybody else, right? Yeah. Because you don't pick up your phone for the first half hour to an hour. And it is hard. I'm yeah, there with you. But it yeah. helps so much in, in, in not just in that moment, but throughout your day. And the way it gives you the ability, first off, to have control over your mind, that's the, a huge win right there, right? Yeah. Not to have that, that dopamine hit and, you know, go for it. Um, you know, talking about, you know, you can't scale chaos, right? And you can't be reactive to everybody else's problems if you're not proactive in your own, you know, self-improvement first well yeah it doesn't allow you to serve others it doesn't leave you like allow you to give value right so when you're talking about i mentioned like the ceo of your life okay you're the ceo at home maybe hey my wife's the ceo okay but from that standpoint again i have to be right in my mind okay in order to be on an even keel throughout the day and i'm not the ceo guy like i don't micromanage at work i'm not the guy that you're ever going to see screaming and stuff different things but again a lot of that goes back to getting myself on a level core, right? Maybe I have different things that have gone on the day before, whatever I'm feeling like I big meetings, et cetera. It allows me to right size myself. Okay. It allows me to get mentally clear where I need to be. And I can go as hard as I want in the gym, as much weight as I want, as the intensity crazy. And that's for me, like, it's not just going through the motions. That's never what I intend to do in the gym, right? Like I'm, you're never going to see me. I'm that guy in the gym that, doesn't matter if we train with one guy or there's five of us. It's going to be 45 minutes, heavy weight, intense, drop sets, supersets, et cetera. And we're going to push each other because to me, I, I take the gym as a correlation to business and to everyday life. Okay. How you are in the gym, if you're just going through to get your 20 minutes in and you're the guy that's, again, people are going to say, oh, you're hating. I'm not hating. It's if you're going through and you're doing things that aren't bettering you Check or aren't off. stepping up, right, then you're, you're going in and you're wasting time. You might as well stay home. And that's the same thing, like I said, in business and things. If you're not constantly pushing and challenging yourself on a daily basis, then you're doing yourself a disservice rather than anything of a service, right? So, um, again, I sometimes get pushback from that, but that's what I truly believe. And I've had it, I've said before, like any new business partners, et cetera, or someone, I say, let's go to the gym. Because the people that give me excuses in the gym, or here's the best thing, right? They say, hey. I love the challenge that you give well, them. Well, it's funny. It's, to me, it's a mindset thing because I've had people come in there and people like, will throw up whatever, but those are the guys, right? Or the girls. But then the people that say, oh yeah, back in the day I had this arm extra arm friggin' thing or my leg, I couldn't do this or the stories, but I used to do this. I'm like, I already know what's gonna happen, right? So it's just, it's again, but that translates to me. It's the people that, the same thing in business, the same thing in life. And again, I wanna surround myself with people that make me better, right? Um, yeah. I, I never wanna be the, the person with the, 
most money in the room. I never want to be the person that has the, the highest level of experience or expertise because then I can't grow. Like going back, I'll call it John Maxwell, like the law of the lid, right? I'm hitting that lid. And that's thing as I built businesses I've often come up against, I'm, I'm that guy, right? So I have to rebuild certain steps in your life. You have to rebuild. So you got to look at that circle. Okay. And again, for me, I'm not the guy with the huge, I'm, I think what I try to do is add value to as many people's lives that I touch on a daily basis, right? I want to engage, I want to empower, and I want to add that value. But again, I'm not the guy with that huge circle, even though I'm, I like being social, my, 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 my really close circle is small, but those are people that um, I think we add tremendous amounts of value on top of one another to build what allows me to build into my family, build into my business, build into anyone I come in communication with, right? Because if not, then again, it goes back to that same thing in the gym. When you walk in the gym and you're only going through the motions, are you only going through the motions in life as well? So, mm-hmm. And the way you do one thing is the way you do everything, right? Everything. And Andy Priscilla told me that one time yeah. and blew my mind how, yeah. how crazy that is. It's funny that you talk about the, the people you surround yourself with. I actually just posted something and said, if the people you hang around aren't challenging you, I challenge you to change the people you hang around. 100%. Uh, because, you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, get out, the whole thing. And, and I completely agree. I, mean, I saw you throwing weights around with Mike O'Hearn, and I know that yeah. that's no, uh, you know, small feat to go ahead and, and match his yeah. strength. I'm sure of it. <laughs> but again, going back to mindset as well, like that's one of my, become one of my closest friends, right? And that's a guy that is 50 years old, but again, absolutely crazy, crazy shape, but it goes back to longevity and everyone just doesn't understand. They see someone like Mike O'Hearn or someone else, right? And they say, oh, that guy's on steroids or this or that, but because everyone's mentality is a quick fix, right? It's not. Mm-hmm. He's been doing things that people don't understand and wouldn't necessarily even care to understand because they've taken time, right? Those are things that if you look at Michael Hearn over friggin' course of 30 years, his weight only fluctuates 20 pounds, right? And people don't, they don't get that because in today's society, it's always like blah, 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 right? And uh, everything has to happen quick, quick, quick. And they don't understand. And I think that's a, a key element of um, all areas of life, whether you want weight loss, weight gain, you want better relationship, you want to better your business. Um, again, it's just those building blocks of improving in every area to be the best version of you. And again, you have to have clarity and you have to understand what that best version of you is and the, the best version you can change. But again, mm-hmm. there's got to be some focal starting point. So, Yeah, I, I, you I'm so curious because you talked about, you know, I was growing up being called lumpy and it wasn't a big deal, but then you talk about how people are bashing other people that, Oh, he did steroids or whatever the case is, right? There's a lot of haters out there. What are your thoughts on trying to prove people wrong or prove you right? And this is a big debate. I kind of want to bring out to the world. And I always used to be prove them wrong, prove them wrong. But through my own experiences, through truly diving into the mind and the way people are, I've switched my mentality up and it's helped me tremendously. Uh, but what are your thoughts on prove them wrong versus prove yeah. you right? I don't think it's, it's, to me, it's not, again, I'm drama free, right? From the standpoint of that, I don't have enough um, room in my life or hours in my life for drama and for different things as such. So it's not ever prove them wrong. If like, to me, I don't know. I like the phrase of, I say, you can send a duck to Eagle school, but he's still going to come back quacking like a duck, right? <laughs> Okay. Because again, unless those people are going to change and unless they're going to open their mind to taking that information and to being open um, to hearing that side. And again, I'm not going to go try to reason with the unreasonable, right? It just doesn't make sense. Okay. The biggest thing for me, and it's sad because so many people that I see that are, I'll call it like 
And again, I think the word hating and different things is overrated right now. Like all these people that say I have haters. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't see them as haters, right? So, doubters. I guess you could say doubters. Whatever. But from that standpoint, <laughs> I, again, it's usually the uneducated and uninformed that are the people that like, hey, want you to try to always have the highest opinion, right? They're always the most opinionated person. So from my standpoint, I'm just going to go about doing what I'm going to do and I'm going to continue learning. And again, sharing with that small circle that we have, right? Really that understanding. And again, even in, in that small circle, there's always questions, but again, I'm open to trying and learning different things, right? And that's a, a big part of it. But again, I'm never going back to try to prove people wrong. I try to teach my kids that as well. Just keep on your course, doing what you're doing, right? And if you believe and you've, and again, I, I would say, I tell this to my kids all the time, my 18-year-old plays junior hockey, say, look, don't listen to everyone. Listen to a select few, right? And that's the same with like dieting and all the coaches out there. So many people, they don't get those instant results. So they say it's the coach's fault, right? And then they're going to go get opinions from five other people or like, I don't know, I'll give my, my family members who for a long time aren't in the healthy shape that I am and stuff, right? But again, give me all this misinformation and uh, opinions on, oh, why I'm not doing this or I'm doing something. But again, keep that, like, like the things coming into your mind, right? Into that small select few and just keep doing what you're doing and keep on course and just making small changes along the way. It's just, it's a waste of time and a waste of, um, like time's the most important energy. thing, right? And again, it's, yeah, the waste of energy, but it's also that drama, that drama, once you get into that and you allow that to resonate in your mind, it screws everything else up, right? So again, blinders on, I'm that race source, the CEO, and I'm making decisions on the go and I have to judge what piece of information, where do I want to put my time, right? And again, put my time where I believe that I've charted that course, not listening to everyone else. And they can have their opinions, but as I'm going on that racehorse down the, the, the road, right? Like those blinders are on. So they're hitting me here and there. But again, I already know where I'm going to go. So again, if something comes in there and maybe it is, I might take a second to hear that out or whatever. But again, it's not going to get me off my, my course of my day. So... Yeah, I was reading a Daily Stoic the other day, and it's funny because uh, my sister and I were talking about some, some things that were going on, and, and it was affecting her even though it was just somebody's opinion. Um, and in the Daily Stoic, it was literally two days ago, it basically said a consensus of it was, it's okay to not have an opinion on someone else's opinion, right? Like, it's okay to act as if their opinion didn't even come out of anywhere. And, um, you know, so, so it's just, it, you're, you're absolutely right, man. You got, you got to pick and choose. Uh, you know, you built very good businesses. And I want to talk about Icon Meals in a second. Um, and, and I want to talk about the, um, the two that got acquired. I mean, real quick, tell me some, some things. If someone's trying to have a startup or bring it to acquisition, like what are some, some tips um, that, you guys, that you can kind of tell them that they can go ahead and implement in yeah. their business? I think the, the biggest thing is really when you start anything and you start a business, you start a personal brand or whatever, one, believe in yourself, which isn't the easiest to do all the time, okay? So that's when I say find a mentor or someone that – is going to believe in you more until you have that belief in yourself to make the commitment to yourself. Right. There's no, to me, it's like, I'm a big believer in, Hey, never quit. Right. And that I, I say that because and I try to bring it up in my, my children as well. If they're going to start a sport or something, they can't change their mind halfway through. They made a commitment, right? If they're starting a sport, they're finishing that sport or they're starting an activity, they're finishing the activity. And I think that's the same in, in life. Like going back to mention, Hey, the CEO, right. Of, of your business, of, of your life it's the same thing. You have to have what I call whatever it takes mentality. And mm -hmm. to me, it's very important in business because if you don't have that and you hit road, I don't know, roadblocks, obstacles, speed bumps, et cetera, right? You run out of funds, different things. Okay. You're like, you're looking for the easy way out and that's sure. Maybe the most comfortable position, but it's not 
the mindset you have to take. You have to make that commitment. It's almost like you've signed your contract, right? And then it's whatever it takes to get to that next level. And for me, it's never been a question. So um, I've had partners, different things that we haven't seen eye to eye, et cetera. But again, I've always come back to, I told you I'm drama free, right? So from that standpoint, it's like, hey, me or you, okay? Because my mindset is, if it's me, great. I'm going to go start again because I know it's whatever it takes is going to make it happen. So there's no question like when you say, hey, are you going to be successful? Are you going to be, yeah, 100%, okay? Because I don't have another option and I've never had another option, right? I started a business with no money, okay? I started with credit card, basically debt. Um, all my companies were funded at the start by myself. The second company, we raised a lot of money, which I don't necessarily recommend people doing. It's, again, you bring in other drama. But from that standpoint, again, having that mentality of whatever it takes to get to the end game and understanding what that end game is. Because, um, again, the process for an entrepreneur, someone who's going to start a business, there's a lot of different things that will come into play. But if you understand you have that whatever it takes mentality, then a lot of other things become easier because you know there's never an element anywhere along your journey that you're going to quit. Yeah. So it seems like you're just basically setting a core set of core values and then you filter every decision, every move that you make through that core value. Is that kind of accurate? Yeah, I think that's, that's real accurate because then it allows you to, as you're um, building your team and stuff, or if it's a personal brand, right? The different people that you interact with, you don't want people coming into that, your personal brand, giving you opinions, giving you different things that don't meet those core values. Right? So it's very easy mm -hmm. to, once you build your, your, uh, your mission statement, your, your core values, your ethics, et cetera, you have that line that everyone toes in the sand and it's very easy then if it's not met, Hey, no, thank you. Sort of no, thank you. Right. It's like those blinders on that's what that, that core values are. Yeah. It's easy, easy to filter out and make better decisions that way. So well, let's talk about now. I mean, you, you haven't guys, first off, if you guys have not looked at icon meals, I'm telling you right now, I personally have had them delivered to me time and time again. You are the only meal prep and this is all God's on show. The only meal prep company that I actually promote and I'll tell people, you know, I, I ran a personal training company for a while and look, I, I understand it. People, people fail because they fail to plan. Right. And, and sure. on Sundays, it's hard sometimes to go ahead and, and start cooking for the whole entire week when you have things going on. So I get it. We can come up with every excuse, but you've eliminated the excuse of 80%. I mean, I kind of want to dive into some myths, but 80% of you know, your results, which is dieting or, or, I don't even like to say dieting. I think it's more lifestyle eating. Lifestyle, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you, you've created not only an easy process for them to order and get to their house or wherever it might be, but the food is damn good. Like yeah. <laughs> that's the difference. I've had some, some meal prep companies and, and it's like high school lunch all over again. Yeah. Right. And, and it's probably not even that, you know, that good for you ingredients yeah. wise. So I'm not bashing any companies out there. I'm just saying I personally have tried you guys, Many, many, many of times when I was in my bulk, when I was in my cut, you know, I get down to 7% body fat. When I went from 157 to 200 in my bulk, I used you guys mm -hmm. as my meal prep company because it was, it was a different type of eating. And that's what I love too, man. It was just like, there's different routes, right? So you can either have one to where you know what you're eating to slim or what you're eating to bulk. Um, so tell me a little bit more, you know, and tell them a little bit more about what Icon Meals is and, and, and the whole reasoning behind it and some methodologies that you use while you know going ahead and creating these meal plans yeah so icon meals is really born out of a, I'll call it a need for what we size um the missing piece and that was like again one of the things is, is time right but always when i look at 
any business that I've ever started, you got to have a couple of different things. But one of the key pieces you have to have is you have to have a solution to a problem, right? And from, from that standpoint, really, iComeals was born, the solution was convenience. And um, there's a lot of other companies that sure send you food and you got to make it. And that's all great for a week or two. But after that, again, we all live busy, hectic lives, right? So from the standpoint of that, we um, do have a few different menus. Been blessed with a great partner, um, culinary background, ran uh, Omni Hotels Culinary for quite a while. So again, we, we added two different elements together and that's key as well as in a good business partnership if you're gonna bring in a partner, right? To have two pieces, know those individual roles and uh, sort of skill sets and then make those work and merge. But um, from that standpoint, uh, on our signature meals, we have 21 or whatever different um, pre-prepared, pre-portioned packaged meals. You also have your custom meals, which is um, like it's for your bulk or for your, um, your cut, whatever. You can have your individual macros, which means for people who don't know, individual portion sizes. Um, you go a la carte, pick whatever, um, proteins, carbs, veggies, um, no additional ingredients, just whole foods, right? And that's a key thing as well, what I think people don't necessarily understand. Everything's processed nowadays and stuff. Um, we also cater to what we have now, a family-style menu, so more that's a, a four- to six-person serving size. Um, we're getting awesome. into a kid's menu. We have some vegan, vegetarian. So, again, across the board, going back into that element of convenience, right? Whether you're, I don't know, busy mom, busy dad, you come home, you have four or five kids, three kids, whatever. You can feed the soccer team on paper plates or you can put the same chef-prepared meals on bone china, have a, I don't know, a nice glass of wine, whatever. But again, having that whole thing prepared in one to three minutes. And the other big thing is um, if you're a business traveler, one of our core segments of um, clientele are our business people. Fly across the country, maybe you're in Dallas and you're flying to San Diego for business meetings. You can have all your meals for the week, show up in your hotel prior to getting there. Um, That's awesome. Service all the U.S., Puerto Rico, Hawaii overnight. So from that standpoint, it's great. But again, um, that element of convenience and that element of, for me, it's about going back to the days of the lumpy, right? Making poor choices. Okay, why did I make poor choices? Because that's all I really knew, right? And if I can provide additional options for my kids going to school or for someone else, we've got multiple stories of parents that, again, have kids all over college, university, shipping their food every week just because they don't like the cafeteria, they don't like the meal plans they're on, right? We've got high school kids, we've got uh, middle school kids that have lost weight based on our meals. Their parents have allowed them to have an option. And it's, um, I, I think from our signature meals, you have, you'll find people that have different favorites and stuff, they do taste good. Um, but again, just trying to add that healthy element. And for Icon, there is a lot of um, meal prep companies out there. It seems like everyone wants to be in this space daily. And that's one of the, the biggest frustrations for us is the non-education of the end consumer. Um, we spent a lot of time over the past four years being FDA, USDA um, facility, means we're an inspected facility, one of only a couple where we have an on-site inspector that lives with us um, eight hours a day. They actually use our facility as a training ground. But again, it's a 90-page, what's called HACCP log on a daily basis from different procedures, um, analysis, um, testing on a daily basis, right? All our meals are chemically tested. Um, so you know what you're actually getting in the macros and the actual ingredients. And that's a big difference in someone else just saying what they think's in that meal. Um, we spent a lot more, made a lot more investment on the, the packaging. So to extend the shelf life um, up to 21 days for fresh food. So again, a lot of different things that we've done um, just to try to differentiate where, again, we go on a weekly basis, monthly basis and buy, I'll call it not necessarily competitors, but other people's food in the market. And again, we never 
put any of that out there. Just I believe karma is, it is what it is, right? But from that standpoint, just to sort of see, and I'm just blown away because to give you an example, we uh, spent a few hundred dollars a couple weeks ago, got another company's meals in and we fail at 40 degrees, right? And this company bags on people that ship with dry ice because they're only using ice packs, et cetera, et cetera. And we got those meals overnight. They came in at 54 degrees. When they come in 54 degrees overnight and then someone else, like, let's say you got them, John, and you're putting them back in the fridge, right? Pathogens go up, pathogens go down. That's how people get sick. But yep. the end consumer doesn't know any different, right? So again, as people are making that decision, who they're going to take food from, uh, just a, a little bit of word to the wise, right? Just understand who that is. And we're looking to be like that long-term partner. Again, sure, could I cut corners different ways? Of course. But again, that's not what we're about. And um, again, looking at just like I said, my health, my business, my family, longevity, it's the same with my businesses that I build, right? Icon Mills, we're here for the longer term. We're here to add value back to people's lives, to allow them to have different values, to allow them to have the element of convenience. We say, hey, simple, convenient, fresh, and affordable is really um, what we're driving forward with. And it is. And, and you said something that I love, and that's you don't cut corners. And, and if you guys listen carefully, he said that he wanted to increase shelf life. Well, I'm going to tell you, there's a way to increase shelf life. It's to put processed ingredients into your food. Yeah. And that is what a lot of people do. It's like all of a sudden now you can have this you know, meal instead of seven days, 21 days. Instead, he said, if I were to do this in a healthy way, how would I? Ask himself a better question. I'm sure yeah. of it. And now you just change the packaging yeah. and it may have cost a little bit more, whatever the case is, but you didn't compromise the product. Yeah. The packaging, when you say a little bit more, just to give a, a range of zeros right there's a lot more zeros okay it's a it's a process it's like building your rolls royce overseas right so again we went with a, what's called crowdback technology um and again just to differentiate it right a lot of companies don't have that because of the expense and different things um but again we're making those decisions because we do want to do longer term right and that's again just going into right now just moved into a much larger facility why didn't we just sell the company etc right because we have decisions that we needed to take more space to add more value, to be able to serve more people, to put more meals out. Again, made much, uh, quite a few more investments in different technology in this facility as well, which um, will start to be known and rolled out, et cetera. But again, I think it's the same mindset, right? Make a decision, commit to that decision, and then follow the process of, sure, you can make changes and overcome things along the way, but you know where you're going. Chart that course, and then when you have that whatever it takes mentality, there's no question about cutting corners because you know what the end game is. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and where can I go get your, uh, your, your meals? It's just iconmeals.com? Yeah, it's iconmeals.com. You can follow us if you're not following us on social media. If you're on Instagram, Facebook, at iconmeals, um, you'll see a ton of good food. We do a lot of good, um, fun things. We work with some of the biggest people out there as well. We do a bad job on the PR side. But um, many, many, many A-list celebrities, uh, professional athletes, et cetera, uh, we work with have some great relationships and uh, just try to add more value back to uh, anybody's life that we uh, work with. Yeah. And, and like I said, guys, the, the, the food quality is, is phenomenal. And not to mention, they may have a few desserts. Ah, just a few. <laughs> protein popcorn. Plug, plug. Yeah, that protein popcorn, man. It's all about sitting down and watching a movie. Next thing you know, it's, it's gone. So <laughs> it's some yeah. good stuff. Tell, tell everybody out there whether they want to go ahead and get Icon Meals or not. What, what's one big myth that you see out there food-wise? You're in the industry. You're, you're very smart and educated in the, uh, the, the food industry. When somebody's trying to change their quote-unquote diet or, or create a better lifestyle of eating, what's one big myth that you just see a lot of people promoting or maybe yeah. the people just don't know? I'm laughing because it's a common course. People always say, hey, 
what's the best diet for me? Or what's the best <laughs> thing I should follow? Should I follow keto? Should I follow Mediterranean? Should I follow this diet? Should I follow that diet? Should I follow HCG diet? Look, whatever diet or meal plan you're going to follow is the one that you can follow, right? And that you're going to actually enjoy eating. Everyone needs to understand one simple thing. It's not like keto, whatever. It's based on a reduction of calories to lose weight. Okay. If you want to put on weight, you need to have a surplus of calories. If you want to reduce weight, I don't care what diet you do. It's just, you're taking in less calories is going to allow you to physically lose weight. And those are the two key things. Okay. Outside of something that's medically wrong. Okay. That a doctor maybe like on a thyroid issue or something that you can't lose weight because of certain medical condition. Everyone has to realize that all these gurus that are purporting different things, it's usually in the best interest of the guru. Right? Mm -hmm. So from that standpoint, you just, understand whatever diet it is, it's what you can follow and what you're going to, you used the word before, transition into a lifestyle, right? I don't like the word diet, okay? Because lifestyle allows you to maintain. And that's like, going back to Michael Hearn example, 50 years old, right? That's a lifestyle, okay? And that's the same thing. And that's what you see of um, all these competitors nowadays and stuff too. Why do they balloon up and down and different things? You know, if you go back in the day, it used to be like, hey, in my off season. Well, to me, there's an excuse, right? That's BS, okay? If you're an athlete, whatever, you should be to be on that stage within X amount of weeks or whatever, right? So it's that lifestyle. You're seeing more of that now tightened in in different things. But again, I think the biggest myth is, hey, it's this diet or it's that diet or it's the fad diet. All diets work if you prescribe what I said, right? Calories in, calories out. You have to understand to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit. I don't care what diet you use, okay? Mm -hmm. And same with fasting. You know, I'm, I've used a lot of different methodologies on the fasting, but again, Fasting is a way, it's really, I'll call it a, a time-saving convenience, right? Because you're taking calories in at some point, it's just allowing you to, they say, oh, if I fast, will I lose weight? Well, yeah, if you're taking less calories, you're going to lose weight, okay? <laughs> so again, it's making what works with your day, with your routine, and with your, a lot of it's mental as well, right? To make that thing, as long as you understand that as a baseline, more calories, gain weight, less calories, lose weight. Those are the simple things, and then you can apply everything else, so. Yes. Life, lifestyle eating, man. That's, that's really what it is. It's, it's, you know, fitting it into your lifestyle. So I love that brother. So before we wrap up, I've always asked um, every single guest to drop some bombs on us. So you've dropped tons and tons of value um, and, and, and people probably have a ton of notes, but this is a point of show where we give three actionable things for people to take action on immediately to be better today than they were yesterday. Now these three, three things could be anything from, you know, the health um, equity to relationship equity to finances or business. It's literally any equity of life. What are three things that they can go ahead and implement immediately to be better in that equity, more, more efficient, you know what I mean? More effective, whatever it might be better today than they were yesterday. And I got my pen and paper, so <laughs> rock and roll. I think from, from one thing, like I said, is you got to, first really and i've said this already so it's not the big bomb but you got to decide right? you got to make that decision and i'll take that first you have to decide if you want to call it like life equity that you want to be richer in all areas of your life right mm -hmm. and i think no one would really argue that they don't want to be richer so make that decision two is you have to then commit to that plan right and when i say commit it goes back to taking that whatever it takes mentality across all areas I think if relationship wise, I've been blessed. Um, like I said, I've been in a relationship for 25 years, married for 21. And from that standpoint, you always have to really, I think, understand and add value back and make that person or people in your lives feel much more important and also appreciated on a daily basis. And I think that's a, it's a key thing, right? Going back to 
um, always being grateful, always being appreciative. Um, but then from a fitness standpoint, I think, again, it's not just going through those steps, right? It's making a point of challenging yourself daily. So I always say, hey, if you're not like, sure, everyone's heard if you're not growing, you're dying, but you got to take massive action. So I'd say make a commitment to take massive action in all areas of your life and then challenge yourself. Like for me, I play mind games where it's, I don't know, maybe I'm almost done my cardio and I got X amount of minutes left and I'm, I do intervals, right? Just because my mind's all over the place. But again, I play mind games to challenge myself and it's just the thing that I'm going to do. Hey, I said, okay, I'm going to do two more minutes and the time's up, but maybe I'm not at 500 calories. Maybe I'm at 480. So I'm going to challenge myself to 500 calories, right? But again, yeah. I, I think when you get to a certain point, you need to be challenging yourself and pushing yourself. And if you're not surrounding yourself with people that are pushing you to be better every single day, then you need to change your friends, right? Or change it, looking at, at that group of uh, uh, the circle. As far as business, again, don't, I say, don't fool yourself. A lot of people like, um, like where they're at. And I find that they don't push themselves to the next level. And anyone that's not trying to better themselves in any area, but also really focused on business is kidding themselves. I think um, so many people mask because of they look at the, what the next challenge is. And I say, step up, kick that friggin' challenge's teeth out and move to the next level, right? And that's where it is. Um, I'm, I'm the guy that like, I don't like leaving anything to the judges. And um, I don't know, I'm not a big, like, from a standpoint of, I don't know, I don't, I'm going to get feedback on this, but from a bodybuilding stage or anything like that, right? I, I think there's a lot of different outside influences that affect different things, right? And I love it when you go and you have someone else that maybe necessarily isn't in your, in, isn't in your shape. You're standing on stage with five other guys, 10 other guys, and then you're, they're judging you on your, on your physique and they're telling you in last place. I don't, I'm not a big, I'm, tons of shows and stuff, right? Nothing to say with that, but my point is, I'm the guy that wants to be the, the UFC fighter, okay? I want to be the fighter, right? Because it's up to me. If I don't knock that mother effer out, right, and I don't take it in my own hands, then it's my own fault, right? If I leave it to go to the judges, okay, in any aspect of my life, I don't want to do that. I don't want to leave my relationship to the judges, okay? I don't want to leave my family's decisions to the judges. I don't want to leave my health or my fitness to the judges, okay? I don't want to leave my business to the judges. It's up to me. So my mentality is dominate, okay? I'm not the guy that wants the participation trophy. And I teach my kids that. Like, look, I don't, I don't know. Again, I'm gonna get feedback on it, but from the standpoint of that, I don't want my kids. Like when my kid was eight years old and he's doing mixed martial arts, right? And he's on top and he's friggin' full mountain. They're going at it and they're both kids are crying because they mentally don't know. I don't know if I'm the parent that should be cheering or looking at the other parent going, and I'm like, yeah, kick his friggin', but again, <laughs> To me, that mentality transposes over everything. I think society's too far off key to like kilter about, hey, everyone should have a trophy. Everyone should be, the, to me, look, step up, dominate, because if you're not, you're kidding yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And again, that piece, I think, is the biggest thing that I would leave with is every single aspect of your life. Challenge yourself daily to be the best you can be. Don't leave it to the judges. Make sure you're getting that frigging KO and don't stop until they're pulling you off. So, woo! Free. Yes. And I see the passion come from you too, man. Like yeah. that's, that's what it's about. You're speaking my language, man. Don't leave it to the judges. Dominate, just dominate. It, it is absolutely an honor to have you on today, brother. And, and the value that you dropped will change someone's life if they make that decision and they commit. Um, so you are absolutely on fire. And, and, and I, 
absolutely grateful for everything that you push out on social media too because it pushes me. Now tell them where they could find you. I know you kind of dropped it before, but um, some more uh, links or whatever where they could find you and Icon. So personal, it's at Todd Abrams. So Instagram, Facebook, most of my stuff, um, probably my stories and uh, weekly posts. But again, at Todd Abrams on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and then at Icon Meals for the business side. And uh, like I said, if I can do anything for anyone, any questions, things, uh, DM me, whatever, and do the, uh, the best I can do to uh, hopefully add some value to your life. And you do, man. Guys, make sure you guys go creep on Todd. Go find out what he's up to. Go to Icon Meals. Just go ahead and commit. Make that decision. If you're having any kind of struggle with weight loss or weight gain, you might as well get some help. Um, you know, change your strategy, change your results. Reach out to Icon Meals. Reach out to Todd. Like I said, follow him. Let him inspire you through um, his social media because it does for me. Um, and make sure you guys do me a favor and like and review this podcast, subscribe to it, whatever platform you're on and write a review of an aha that you had, a breakthrough that you had. And then the most important part is making sure you take massive, aggressive, empowering action with the stuff that Todd went over and actually put it into place, information versus implementation. Let's implement the content that he gave us um, and, and also share this podcast out. If you got value, Share this out so people understand who Todd is, who Icon Meals is, and uh, make sure you, you go ahead and add value to somebody today. Todd, man, thank you so much. I awesome. truly, truly appreciate it. Um, we'll have to get together sometime soon. I'm mm -hmm. over in Dallas, maybe at an upcoming conference. We'll see. There you go. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be in touch. And once again, thank you so much. Grateful to have you on, brother, and keep crushing it. And I'm definitely going to see you then um, in probably yeah, I'll be in Dallas in November. So I'll see you there around you then. Awesome. And guys, until next time, keep creating the ultimate version of you, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Let's go!